where we're all the latest in music, fun and laughter. <laughs> Not forgetting your favorite music stars. This is the On Music with Matt podcast, where we give all the answers to your music-related questions. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Our Music of Our Podcast. It's yet another episode, which means you have lived for yet another week. Hi, my name is Matt Solo, and this is my podcast. I chat some of the biggest music stars to chat about how music has changed their lives. And let me tell you this. So a few weeks ago, the promo audio of the Our Music of Our Podcast went live silently across many listening directories and i did not tell anyone that the podcast was coming and here we are four weeks later amazing guests great conversations and great people listening to the podcast coming back and saying oh my goodness it sounded great trust me still gotta bring you more amazing content today's episode is a bit different from what we usually do we're not gonna have music in a minute i know sad but i just want to congratulate master kg for winning an ema that's great. I'm really, really happy for him. Jerusalem has been doing amazing things in the world, especially now during the pandemic. I've always loved it from the first time I heard it in a taxi going to Sun Coast, that's in Durban, a year ago, over a year ago. Amazing stuff. Either way, let's get straight into this. So today is a part one of this episode. We're going to have two parts. So part one drops today. So one you listen to. And the next episode comes next week, Monday, when you wake up, as you know. And um, the reason why we do this is because of the conversation that I had with this particular artist. And I wanted each and every part of this conversation to have its own feet, if that makes sense. And not just jumble it into one. Because I thought it was very, very important for us to chat about things that be chatting about in this particular podcast and this particular episode to be quite exact but before we get into all of that i just want to tell all my iphone users or apple music users that the podcast is available on apple podcast and i really really appreciate it if you can just go there and give us one star or two stars by that i mean five stars that helps the podcast grow immensely i was checking some of the thingies there and we were within the top 40 music podcasts in south africa so we can do it. We can definitely do it. Together we can. Okay, I don't know who says that. Either way, let's get straight into this. Today's artist is an amazing person. She has lived abroad uh, at a very, very young age. She is very multifaceted and talented. Ooh, very talented. And today's conversation is very different from what we usually do, you know. And... I thought it's so important for us to have this episode be by itself. I know I sound like I'm repeating myself, but we talk about identity and identity, especially of a colored woman or colored people. Um, conversations that we we hardly have, conversations that we don't really have in this country. And um, Boskasi is such an amazing person. She is so proud to be colored. And she's so proud to be, you know, using and her her, her her voice to speak for the community and just making sure that she uses her talents as well to preserve uh, the, the rich culture that the colored community have. And it's so amazing to have her today on the podcast. She has given us some of the biggest hits and it only makes sense for us to have her on this particular podcast. So I've 
basically told you what we're chatting about today. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, podcast lovers, welcome to the podcast, Boss Cassie. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Boss Cassie, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. So much, How are you? It's only a pleasure. I'm so I'm excited. Good. I'm really excited to be doing a podcast. Like, mm. so awesome. I always listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. but I've never been on a podcast. Oh, wow. It's a first. Yes. I'm here for all these vibes. Yeah, it's a first. <laughs> uh, it's for me. This is amazing. I'm, I'm excited for you. We're going to have so much fun uh, because this is a podcast where basically we chat to, to our favorite music artists who have given us the biggest hits and just find out how music has changed your life because basically that's just what the podcast is about. So let's get straight into it and chat more about you really. I just want to find out because one thing that when one person sees you, right, uh, for the first time, whatever, one thing that's very noticeable from you is your hair, right? And I know that your name, Boskasi, has something to do with your hair. Please tell me about that correlation. So yeah, it's, it's um, as you said, Boskasi. The word has um, it's actually a word in Afrikaans, which is a Cape Town dialect mm-hmm. of Afrikaans, right? And okay. um, I mean, Afrikaans has the word as well, but the word means bushy, um, like unkempt, very untidy, Yeah. but mostly bushy. That's what the, the, the word yeah. means, right? And um, okay. back when I was younger in our community, the word is often used amongst the older generation to describe bushy hair, which we as colored women, yeah. a lot of us have naturally. You know, they used that to describe our hair in a very derogatory way. There was never anything positive about the word. Nothing good about it. No one liked being called it. It was like always a bad thing. And um, when, you know, yeah. I, I always see myself as a musician having a responsibility because I have my name and I think that I'm for this about because I have my hair and mm. I've gone through a lot. Um, a lot of strikes. Like, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make this my stage name, so that nice. it, we can help alter that discourse around the term, and also tell mm. coloured women or women of colour in general that look like me that we can be successful with this type of hair, regardless of what anyone else told us, you know, yeah. previously. Mm. I'm, I'm happy that about this and you're speaking about the hair and you're speaking about uh, you maybe having like a, a an identity crisis, you know, growing up and, 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 and because of your hair and so forth. Um, as you remember, a couple of years ago, we had, there was a movement called, um, there was a movement, Don't Touch My Hair Vibes. Do you remember those days? Mm-hmm, um, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago when the, you know, the conversations around hair uh, started being, you know, in the spotlight. Um, when that was happening... Um, what wh- what was going on in, in your head? Were you were you like actively participating because it meant something close to you as well? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, I'm so a couple of years ago. I remember I was writing a status on Facebook yeah. to my of it the other day. I think I was like in grade grade nine or something. Yeah, and I said um, I hope that our awareness of natural hair and this sort of like movement towards 
empowering national hair and stuff is not mm-hmm. trends and something that you know is maintained as a personal yeah. journey of empowerment and not just one where it's, it's a social media journey of empowerment you know because that's two very different things and that means it's not it's not a truthful journey for mm-hmm. the person experiencing it so that's all I wrote and started for hair wedding because yeah. there wasn't reputation natural hair, hair products stores in the city you know mm-hmm. and then as the years went by like you said this movement happened and you know representation started happening and now it's easy for me to find hair products but I think for that specific movement I um, I wasn't yeah super active I'm very observant I was very observant I think um, but me not being um, physically true, active true. doesn't mean that I'm not on the journey you know I'm being natural is a part of who I am it's not just a it's not, not just a one-off movement for me you know so I like I said I was happy about representation I was happy that it was bringing empowerment mm. to and bringing conversations around how um, natural hair has been discussed in the past you know I'm so glad yeah. that it brought those, yeah. those conversations up um, yeah I think I was more observant than physically active I love that. I love that. Either way, let's talk quickly about you growing up um, in Cape Town. Tell me, how was it growing up in the Cape Flats and all that? You know, you come from a, a musical family. You know, your your mother was a trumpeter. Did you learn how to, to blow the trumpet? <laughs> I actually didn't. Um, I how? Think, <laughs> I think once I was born, I think my mom had like sort of put the trumpet away. Um, yeah. And... Once I was a bit older and, and she told me, you know, I was a trumpeter. I was like, what? How? <laughs> I think that's such a beautiful instrument. Like, how are you hiding yeah. this from me? Um, yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, I grew up in a small little um, place or suburb or, yeah, part of the place yeah. in Cape Town called Kelsjava. Mm. And... Um, it was a you know really beautiful upbringing. We had a very rich, um, a rich like uh, love for music in our household. So not just my yeah. mom playing piano, trumpeter. My dad was also a singer and a guitarist. So it was yes. just like always like music going around. My brother was um, I would say he was one of my biggest influences musically because he taught himself to play the guitar and is now an extremely beautiful, amazing guitarist, um, which nice. inspired me to pick up the guitar. Um, hmm. And his choice in music, which also was influenced by my parents, I think mm-hmm. um, just further inspired me just in our musical taste. There was always jazz playing, there was always um, old school ballads playing, you know, so mm. I would say when it came to musical sounds, I was a very old soul. Um, you know, and I still am when I listen to I love my Whitney Houston and yeah. um, Gary White and, you know, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah. yeah, so I also, there was two doors down from my house. I used to go for flute lessons, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I used to play the well, recorder. I think everyone played the recorder back in the day. Um, okay. So I went for, for recorder <laughs> lessons and yeah, I was just always really attracted to music, you know. Um, nice. Like I said, I would have loved to learn the trumpet, but my mom, I think, yeah, on 
I was born to a successful I know that was the thing I was past, but mm-hmm. it was definitely one of her skills, you know. Um, yeah. But I think overall, just my family's taste and love for music is honestly what invokes this musical energy inside of me. Um, yeah. There, were, there was always music playing, whether we were at church, you know, yeah. singing our lungs out, or <laughs> where we, whether we were at home while my mom was making amazing Sunday lunch and um, mm. we were playing some tape jazz, Limasikela, Jimmy Glutler, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. always been a big part of my life. Hmm. Hmm. So you mentioned that you know you're you're a fan like of of uh, Whitney mm-hmm. Houston. What's your favorite Whitney Houston song? If you tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> Yo, which one? Um, I love that song that goes. I look to you. Oh, I oh you. yes. To you. Yes, me and my vocals and you and yours. Yes, I love that. I mean, there's so many. It's what we used in every song. Every song is amazing because you can just sing your lungs out. What's your favorite? Um, I, I, I'm like, I like, I like a beat at time. So it has to be how will I know if it really loves me? Love that, love that. That's my song. That's no, my amazing. song. That's my yeah, song. like, yeah, it's, it's just something mm-hmm. about those that era of of musicians and artists. True, like, true. It's like, wow, there was some other energy in the instrumentation and lyrics that just mm-hmm. caught you mm-hmm. to the point where we can still listen Indeed. to it today, you know, and it has an effect on us. So I think, yeah, that's what I aspire to be as a musician. I think that's an amazing thing because. These some of these songs are like from the seventies. They like mm-hmm. fifty mm-hmm. years old now, and we're still jamming to these songs, and they're so beautiful. And we have songs from like two years ago, which we no longer even listen to. If it, no, it plays, exactly. we don't even want to listen to it. So exactly. whatever they had back in the day, they had like a secret ingredient. Really, if we had to, uh, I was working like, for them. Hey, honestly, <laughs> whatever it was. Guys. So. And yeah, I think that <laughs> so, I think someone that mm-hmm. reminds me of that era is like Alicia Keys. You know, she has that same like mm. longevity to her music, and that's definitely something that I Indeed. aspire to, to have. You know, um, for me, it's not about making it quickly or making it quick in the industry or being known. For me, it's about being known forever. Yes, <laughs> you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because to be quite honest, speaking about Alicia Keys, if no one was to play right now i'm gonna sing it because it was it was during when i was in primary school but mm-hmm. even now years later after graduating i'm still like yeah if it will play i'll sing along to you because you know it's such a, a nice song absolutely absolutely mm. yeah man. so i know that you are a dancer do you still dance <laughs> i i groove if that if that counts as dancing, I groove. Um, like <laughs> dancing, dancing, like choreography, I don't do anymore. Um, I yeah. was actually um, going for classes last year. I had a friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, you know, dance studio. Um, yeah. But I I left that pretty much left that in grade eleven when I got my South African colors mm-hmm. in hip hop dancing. Um, 
Nice. Yeah, and I, I haven't really been back on a on a professional competitive level, but that's just okay because mm-hmm. I'm into music, you know. But you um, have your colors already, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, what what else do I need? <laughs> <laughs> Joke. Um, yeah, indeed, but, indeed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I still I love a good dance, you know. I love a good groove. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. There's something about good music and dancing that just makes you forget about all your troubles or whatever. Yeah. Well, back in the day, about your oh, how many years ago? About mm, eleven years ago, I, I I I used to be I used to sing. You used to sing. Right? I used wow. To be in the choir, and I always brag I about this. I love it. Bring it, bring it on. Bring it on. Let's hear. Let's in 2007, which is about 13 years ago, I was um, given the award for Best Performing Choir Member. And I was the youngest to ever receive that award at school. So I, I'll never, even now that I can't hold a note, I'm just like, at least 13 years ago, I can't. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, that as is, much as... As much as I can't hold the note now, at least 13 years ago, I could. So I'm still going to run with it regardless. What did you sing in the choir? Were you like the soloist? I know. I was not the soloist. But, you know, when when there's something oh, okay. special you in you... You weren't that guy that just like takes everyone, blows everyone off their feet in the middle of the No, I was not like the one who like st- stood out. But uh, in that year, I remember I helped choreograph a couple of our dance moves for the choir so i think that's what really made me get the award more oh, than the singing nice. but besides that it's what it is, is cool. <laughs> i got my badge and happy days that happy is days. so cool yeah. i love that yeah man so yeah congrats thank man you. i hope thank you love that award somewhere it's still here it's somewhere around this house i don't know where yeah. but it's somewhere around yeah so tell <laughs> me about uh, your Amazing. decision to move to the netherlands uh, how did that come about and how old were you and why did you move okay so i i mean if it was my decision i probably wouldn't have moved mm-hmm. <laughs> i was still very young yeah. so um yeah i moved when i was 11 years old my i moved with um, my mom mm-hmm. and we lived um in holland for five six years mm-hmm. um, i went to high school there mm-hmm. um which was an amazing experience my so my mom moved for work okay so i was i was forced to go with but i was very really sad that i was leaving all my primary school friends you mm-hmm. know when you when you're really young, all that matters to you are your, your friends. friends. True, true, my true. mother would like she couldn't understand why this child <laughs> doesn't want to go overseas. Yeah, <laughs> why yeah. why do you want to stay with your friends? You know? Yeah. And I was just like, no, don't take me from my friends. Um, but I mean, in retrospect, probably one of the best um, things she could have done for me growing mm. up, um, just being exposed to different cultures, different people at such a young age was really amazing and really just opened my mind to the world at at a young age. Um, I went to a a British school, Mm. so it's like sort of an international school. Um, So the opportunities that I received, they were just incredible and, um, you know, something that I I still carry with me to this day and lessons that I learned and... Um, 
to seeing how the world operates, which, which you know, not many of us are, are privileged yes. enough to have that opportunity yeah. in life. Yeah. So I, I count myself as very blessed and grateful for that. And I mean, I would love, I would, I always say, I wish everyone in SA or like my, my fellow, when I was back in high school, I was like, I wish my fellow classmates would just have had that experience. Yeah. It was so beautiful and so mind opening, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, I, I would say being in Holland influenced a lot um, of how I, of the type of music that I consume because as I mentioned earlier, when I was in, um, when I was still in Cape Town, you know, growing up, it was very much like jazz, yeah. um, ballad, mm-hmm. R&B, soul. And then when I went to Holland, it was like rock music, mm. alternative indie, and punk rock music. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I genuinely legit had a, like a punk rock phase, you Yay. know? Um, yeah, I know, <laughs> like. You know, so, so that was pretty cool because it allowed me to also be open to other genres yeah. and like see how they write songs and other genres and yeah, it's, it's, it's just a beautiful experience overall, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that for the world, you yeah. know, my, my lessons learned over there. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So tell me about 11-year-old Nicole, because that's your real name. And here you are in a foreign country, Uh and uh, people have different accents to yours. Were you fascinated by any accents? Uh I know I'm obsessed with the British accent. Were you, like, fascinated by them? Do you try to, like, take on any accent? I think within the first month, um, I had adopted or adapted the British accent. Yes. I I came home... (laughs) I mean, when you're younger, in my defense, because a lot of people look down on people like overseas and change their accents. Yeah, like yeah. When you are younger, you tend to pick up these accents pretty quickly. way quicker. And yes. it's also um, a matter of um, to ease the, the bridge of understanding and communication between you and the, the next person. Because mm-hmm. if I'm there speaking in, in like, my own accent there's a chance mm-hmm. they might not understand similar True. similarly to a spanish person that's trying to speak english yeah you know, so we all um everyone in the school actually had like a a, a british accent so that there was like ease of to understand each other yeah it's quite it's quite um crazy actually but yeah within the first month i i had a british accent i came home my mother was like be assistant <laughs> like <laughs> Who, who is this? Who is this child? This is not my child, you know. Um, but yeah, it was. And from there, for the the remainder of our time there, I had a British accent. So um, I remember when I used to come on holiday to South Africa to my friends and stuff. Um, for the first week, I would have the accent, and then <laughs> the uh, like for the next week after that, it would change back to my like Cape Townian, yeah, Cape yeah. accent. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess I just adapted to the spaces that I was in. Mm. Um, yeah, I also learned Dutch, so I speak Ooh. Dutch fluently. Wow. So that also helped with communication and mm-hmm. um, ability to understand the Dutch people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I, I definitely had a British accent and I loved it so much. Please give me your 
a uh, best British accent impersonation. You can say oh anything. Oh my goodness! Actually, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I really knew you were going to ask me your British accent. Oh my goodness! You sound so good. You sound so good. I'm here for all of this. I'm here for all of this. So before we get into the music part of your life, yeah, I haven't done. Before we get into the music part of your life, let's talk quickly about the education part. You decided to um, major in psychology and anthropology in varsity, um, and you 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 graduated a couple of years ago. Are are you are you a practicing? Psychologist and anthropologist, or music is just for you. <laughs> I, okay, I'm not. Um, I so I did do my degree in, in it. I did a double major mm-hmm. in psychology and anthropology. I love both of those subjects. Both mm-hmm. involve people, and um, essentially, the one is to do with the mind of the of an individual, and the other one is to do with surroundings. Is something volunteer was something that I I went further further in so I I do feeling but I think think that okay just, just in my day to day life you always mm-hmm. always have the aspect of what so in conversations and you know just general um day to day things there's always a bit of a counseling yeah. counselor Nicole coming out you know so mm-hmm. it's not like those those two roles are completely different now um yeah i think psychology as well um just helps it just helps mm-hmm. one understand the you but also that also helps you songwriting and um writing in my own terms of about uh, my education yeah mm-hmm. all right all right interesting because obviously the music you know took cause for you and <laughs> Yeah, and then then you started making music, and um, from around 2016, and released. And I know you had there's an EP that you can release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's making music. Um, while I was while I was at university, at university, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was very like interest, interested in what music drama was doing, you know. So always felt I made friends yeah. with a lot of those those people, so it, it was interlinked. Even though I wasn't studying music myself, um, and mm. I then started gaining mm. the confidence, like bring my guitar onto campus, and I would like, you know, in my free time, write songs or um, just just play some guitar, um, which actually. Yeah, led yeah. me to my first ever gig because prior to that I was still, you know, a dancer. Um, and I, mm-hmm. although I was writing music in my spare time, it was never something that I was going to do professionally. Um, until one day I was playing on campus and a friend of nice. mine was like, you know what, I actually think you should do perform at oh. my open mic that I'm hosting and I was like no 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 it's okay I, do, I don't yeah. do that <laughs> um, you know I was still very shy when it came to the music um, musical conversation and so anyway long story short I ended up going to watch the open mic gig and literally one person before yeah. long for the club one more person to go 
and my friend looked at me from his face and he looked at me in the crowd and he was like and he was like like literally asking me are you sure you don't want to come perform that song yeah yeah and i didn't know what got into me but i was like you know what it's now or never let me just do it i uh, got mm. on stage someone lent me the guitar from backstage and this was at Johannesburg Theater which is quite a huge platform hmm. um and i got on stage i played you know a very very personal song that i had written you know i had written with no intention of it like going further than my bedroom wall mm-hmm. but i played the song and then i ended up getting a standing ovation and mm-hmm. i cried and i ran off stage <laughs> and honestly that was the beginning of a feeling that i i just loved and i never mm-hmm. wanted to let go of and that was the beginning of me doing more open mics and um eventually later i recorded my first mixtape um mm-hmm. you know and the mixtape contained all those songs that i used to write in my room yeah. that i thought no one would ever hear i was actually like you know what let me let me put this onto a mixtape and i recorded that and that became my first project in 2016 Mm-hmm. Seen, I think and then yeah released that on SoundCloud and slowly but surely the Bukashi brand started growing first was first yeah yeah so yeah here you are now many many years later you're doing quite well for yourself was week in love also part of the songs Uh, that you wrote in maybe your room and you're like ah maybe I don't want anyone to hear this and then when things started looking good you're like yeah let's take it out it actually wasn't so the mm-hmm. the stuff i started um that i wrote in my room that was on a mixtape that i released on SoundCloud and i actually recently i i removed it off SoundCloud because i was like okay, okay. that was now that was a different era you know <laughs> maybe yeah, i'll bring yeah, it out yeah. at some point in my career but yeah. um Week in Love was the first after the mixtape. It was the single that I ever dropped. Does that make sense? So, mm. um, yeah. I obviously I had the mixtape, and then I was like, okay, let me start making like you know some mm-hmm. like just some singles. And Week in Love was the first single yeah. that I that I wrote. And um, yeah, I think by then I was a bit more um, experimental. I wanted to do something with beats, opposed to just my guitar. You know, so I was going. Out, out of my comfort zone a bit more. Yeah. Interesting. And then fast forward you are on one of the biggest campaigns uh with the Evils Fantastis and Spook Matambo um uh, for the Be Independent campaign. How did mm. that come about and how excited were you to be working with such giants in the industry? Oh, so Wow, I I don't know. I just always I live in my life because because I I I was getting a, I was getting a bit like tired of the Joburg life, you know. It was just getting a bit much for me and in 2018 mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I need to go back to my decision and I need to fix my actually as I arrived. Yeah. I get an email in the scam like um um We would, we would require, we would require, we would, re- we would require you to be to be in case yeah. of the campaign. And I was like, and I was like, wow, well, like, well, look at God, I'm here. And it was exactly a six-month campaign. 
which was so amazing. And they were like, hmm. well, you know, we, um, they see my brand is very much about specificity yeah. and being independent hmm. and being a woman and such and such. You know, it's, yeah. it's in me with these two musical giants. I was like, at first I was like, oh my gosh, can I do this? But then, you know, at, at the second um, thought, I was like, actually, yeah. God wouldn't have put this in my path so, so organically if it wasn't meant for me, you know. So I somehow knew that it was meant for mm-hmm. me. Um, and it turned out to be a beautiful campaign. I made two incredible um, yeah. uh, acts and we you know, mm. became friends and also learned a lot from them and I think vice versa at that um, during the campaign and yeah that was uh, it made me feel really good as like an up and coming artist of course I was like wow I'm so honored you know um, but at the same time like I said I didn't I, I didn't want to make myself or doubt yeah. myself or make myself feel like I'm not supposed to be here you know um, <laughs> so I think yeah, we yeah. all brought something really good to the table yeah yeah Indeed. Indeed. Exciting stuff. All right, still coming up, right? We're going to talk about more of your music aspects of your life. We're going to talk about being a platinum selling artist. We're going to talk about your, your EP. We're going to talk about all of that. But before we do that, I just want to, you know, play around with your mind a little bit. We're going to play a game called Bill or Rubbish, okay? Okay. What's it called, Bill or Rubbish? Real or Rubbish. Oh, real or rubbish? Okay. Yes, I, I call it celebrity real or rubbish because I only play it with people like you who are celebrities. Uh, so I have 30 seconds on the <laughs> clock and, and five questions for you. These are music and pop culture related. I've made them very easy and tailor-made for you. They may include things that you have said, uh, things that you might not have said, things that you have done, things that you might have not done and so forth. However, all you have to tell me is whether what I'm saying is real or rubbish. And, and and that's it. So, do we have any questions? No, I think we can we can you know jump right in. All right. So let me set your timer. It's only thirty seconds. So you have to be very very fast. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Let's set this. Here we go. So, boss Cassie, your thirty seconds begins now. Is it real or rubbish that Don't Chai and Apple Tree are songs by Erica Badu? Real. Indeed. Is it real or rubbish that your BIY music video has 7.8k views on YouTube? Real. Indeed. Is it real or rubbish that Repertory Lanes hasn't been charged for the shooting of Meg the Stallion? Rubbish. It is indeed rubbish. For Is it real or rubbish that Make Me Feel reached number one on Hot FM in November 2019? Real. It is indeed real. We're out of time, but a bonus question is it real or rubbish that in 2018 you had a terrible time at Galu's traffic uh, department? <laughs> real? Oh my gosh! You went into <laughs> real. You researched me so well. <laughs> my goodness! For the first time, you are the first person on the podcast who has got all the real or rubbish questions correct. So that's a hundred percent. Wow! Nice one. That's amazing. Yes. I'm- <laughs> I'm here for all this. By the way, I'm a professional stalker when I do this. Trust me. Yeah, no, you're incredible. 
Man oh man, that's how we wrap up part one of this particular conversations. I had so much fun chatting to Podcasty. And listen here, episode two drops next week. We chat about all her music. Okay, most of her music. Uh, we chat about her brand new EP, We Are Gold, which is out now. You should check it out. Uh, we chat about uh, Youngster CPT. We chat about Cape Town Carnival, which I am yet to attend because I definitely want to attend it at some point of my life. <laughs> before i die i'd really really love that to happen and she dishes up some news about how the song move for me came about which is a shocker i didn't believe it when she told me that and i want you to hear it as well and obviously in the next episode of the podcast we will have your usual shenanigans uh, which is the music in a minute and i will announce the leaderboard next week so that's gonna be super super fun and remember don't forget to share this with your friends the people that you love so that they get to hear the magic as well so they can send it to the people that they love as well and don't forget to subscribe right it's from Ahala and it helps the podcast grow as I always say so for myself Matsuda thank you so much for listening to the podcast that's it for me this week episode part 2 of episode 4 oh this is so confusing drops next week Monday when you wake up so as I always say, take care of yourself. If you can't, let the music take care of you, booze. And that is how we wrap up yet another episode on the podcast. Don't forget to share and subscribe to get new episodes every Monday when you wake up. For more, click on musicwithmats.com.